Hello, and welcome to It's Personal, the podcast. My stomach is grumbling, and I'm Liz. (laughs) Uh, Today, I'm interviewing Julia Steyer. Just a little bit about the podcast. These are past performances that were recorded live, and now we're going behind the scenes and chatting about the process and more. Julia has performed with us before, but this time she is bringing a little song and a big heartbreak. something incredibly stupid. I accidentally fell in love. Now, like most first loves, it didn't last, but it did teach me a lot about myself. It taught me that if you break up with me once, I will cry. If you break up with me three times in the span of one year, I will go apeshit. And if the reason you keep getting back together with me and then breaking my heart is because I make you feel special, but you are too insecure to accept the fact that someone might actually love you, then I will go full Taylor Swift on your ass. That's right. I'll write a song about you. Mm-hmm. I wish I could say I never saw this coming. We've started a cycle we can't break. Tried before, found there's no use in running. Cause you always loved a good chase. We've tried this before and we'll try it again. Cause we don't know how to be friends. So I'll sit here waiting for you to
Hi, Julia. <laughs> Hi. Oh my gosh, that intro broke my heart a little bit of a little song, but big heartbreak. I was like, oof, hitting me right in the feels there, Liz. <laughs> I mean, it. It what? It's the crush show, so yeah. it was, wasn't it? Oh, to- totally, totally. <laughs> <laughs> um, could you give us just a little overview of what the song was is about? Yeah, totally. So, um, the song is about. Those relationships, or I guess those people you have in your life where it's just like a cycle and it's like, we're on again, we're off again, we're on again, we're off again. And um, I think it's really interesting in relationships, this was not something I had experienced until college, but there are certain people you just can't be friends with. Mm. And I didn't understand that. I was always like, oh, all those movies are so dramatic where the girl's like, well, if I can't have you in my life as you know, my boyfriend, I don't want you at all or whatever. And I was like, that makes no sense to me. I don't get it. Until I had someone in my life that I was like, when I'm around you, like I, I want to love you. And I, I don't think I'm capable of doing anything less. So it was like, you know, we were, we tried doing the friends thing and then just like ended up falling for each other again. But then we'd date and be like, oh my God, we're horrible together. So we would like cool off and then be like, oh, we should try to be friends again. And then we'd like fall for each other again. And it was like this awful cycle so wow um, that's that's, that's kind of what the song's about yeah, yeah and you say um how will you hurt like how will you hurt me this time yeah did you feel because you're in this loop that you're talking about did you feel like trapped in this relationship and like being broken up with multiple times and like going through that is also just rough right not trapped so much just because like it, it, there was enough time in between each thing if that makes sense and it was also like I'm also just super dramatic so I definitely like made it more of a thing in like my head and my heart than it probably actually was you know what I mean like um, but it always feels dramatic I yeah, feel like that's all true. heartbreak just just even like past relationships you look at them and you're like oh, was I in a soap opera <laughs> I literally tell my friends that I'm like I'm in a badly written rom-com like that is <laughs> my entire life has just been a badly written romantic comedy Oh, <laughs> uh, but God, is it my dream to be in a rom-com oh, one I know. day? I write Ugh. them. I want to act in them. I'm like, put me in, coach. Put me in. If I can't They're make love happen in real best. life, <laughs> I'll do it in uh, the movies. I love it. Yeah. What's your favorite, off the top of your head, what's your favorite rom-com? Oh, my gosh. Um, this is so silly, but I was such a sucker for To All the Boys I've Loved Before, the first one, because I also, I I've loved the books. i seen it. Oh, okay. I, I loved the book. So did this song come easy writing? You know, I'm or, I, I guess getting there, either whether it's emotionally or writing it, like, did it come easy to you? It's funny with the way I write songs sometimes, I'll get an idea for a lyric but I'll only have the line or two. And I find that I sometimes need the experience to catch up with me, if that makes sense. So like, for example, like I think I had actually written the line, we've tried this before and we'll try it again, but we don't know how to be friends. Like, I think before I even started dating this guy and I just really liked the lyric and it was just in my journal. And then when I actually lived out kind of what the song the lyric was talking about I was like oh now I can go fill in the blanks with my personal experience and because that's what Mm. was missing is like I had this idea of like oh you know you hear a lot about these people that are like damned if you do damned if you don't 
Um, but I had never experienced it. I had just had that line because I was like, oh, that's a cool rhyme. And so, yeah, so then when it came to writing the verses, you know, obviously I didn't know what to write because I was like, oh, I, I don't know how people actually feel. So then, yes, yeah, so then once I actually kind of experienced it for myself, I was like, oh, okay, pull that out of this, you know, pull that out and dust that off and then go ahead and fill it, fill it in with what, you know, what I'm actually feeling. And, and it did go pretty quickly, especially because it's a relatively short song. Um, I just was able to kind of go in, say my piece and dip, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And is your writing process usually like that where you find one lyric and then you kind of stem off and go from there? Yeah. I, I tend to build it off of uh, either a chorus or I, I find usually the chorus comes first. That just happens to be a little easier for me because I can kind of structure the verses around that. Um, but yeah, there's there's been quite a few times where I've kind of piecemealed a song together from lyrics that I've written over the years. And then as I experience more, because um, I, I would say when it comes to songwriting, especially when I was younger, like I was so hard trying to write love songs without ever having been in love and it was just like I couldn't oh, yes. I couldn't do Me it too. like it was very it was so I would like come up with these like great one-liners but it didn't there was no actual story to tell um yeah, yeah isn't that interesting I have I really relate to this like a lot because I did the same thing when I was a kid I had notebooks and notebooks yes. of lyrics and stuff because I don't know, maybe it was just like what we grew up watching or what we grew up listening to. I have no idea, but I had that feeling too where I was like, I couldn't wait to be in love. I was so fascinated with love. (laughs) Yes. So I was always writing songs about love and like boys, but I knew nothing about them yet. I barely knew who I was as a person, which is... You know, it's funny because I actually think, this is kind of jumping back to our our rom-com, uh offshoot that we were talking about but I think that's why so many of those movies like hit me in such a weird way is because I didn't have a high school romance like I didn't have a high school boyfriend and so but I'd watched all this stuff promising that like promising that high school was going to be this time for love and romance Mm -hmm. and like you know experiencing your first love or whatever um so then when I like didn't get that (laughs) I think that's why I started writing so much about it because I I think we're very much fed this idea of like when certain milestones and certain experiences are going to happen in our life and then like when they don't you're like what what do I do with this expectation now (laughs) yeah so let's talk about that little intro before you start singing because I remember you brought the song in for I think the first rehearsal Mm -hmm. I don't think you had the intro did you and I I think you tacked that on later I think why was that so important for you to add the intro before the song I was feeling really self-conscious that people were going to think that I was just using it as a platform and not actually participating in the show, if that makes sense. Like, I was very afraid people were going to be like, oh, she didn't write in its personal piece. She just wants to present her song. Julia, let's (laughs) open this box. No, this is fascinating because... I sang in a show. What was I think? The, Gross, a right? Months. I don't. I, you know, I know. I remember times. it was so good. But that's the thing. I felt so self-conscious because yours was actually a story that was actually tied to the theme. And I was like, oh, my gosh, hers actually sounds like a solo performance piece. I was happy to have the intro, too, because and I'm sure you have felt this as a songwriter, too. You 
amplify the emotions of what you were actually feeling to make it more dramatic and like at the end of the day yes this was like a weird funky relationship but it was not nearly as dramatic as I make it sound in the song it's just my feelings of I want you we're not good I want you we're not good those were very real and that was the starting point but then like just you know when you when you write songs you you have to let the 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 song kind of go its way so even though it was very much grounded in a truthful place and so I feel like I almost did want to like let people know like hey by the way like this don't worry like I'm not crushed crushed like (laughs) you know it's like me and this kid are okay like he's he's not a bad person I just um you know, I, I liked him a lot more than he liked me. <laughs> so, uh, oh, again and again and again. that way. Yeah, yeah. What do you think, like, did you have anybody at, like, reactions or anything like that after you sang that song from, like, audience members? Yeah, I had, I had a lot of people come up to me after the show, which doesn't normally happen at its personal. It's usually just, um, you know, your friends and family. Um but yeah, I had a lot of people I didn't know come up to me and thank me for sharing it. And Aww. I actually had somebody um, DM me on Instagram and she was like, hey, I really loved your song. And I was just, you know, curious if you could remind me what that one line was, because it really resonated with me. And and that was really cool. And it it Aww. kind of reinforced for me, like, I do have a point of view and I do have something to say just because I have chosen a medium that I'm a little afraid of. I'm a little afraid of singing and playing my guitar. I still need to somehow get those words out there because I kind of need to like put my own fear aside and like share what I have to say because other people have told me I identify. It felt so good to hear you say yeah. what I've been feeling. And it's, and I get it. I've been on the opposite side of that too. I've, I've heard a song that just made me feel seen and understood and like Mm -hmm. not alone because somebody else was going through it and so I kind of have to remind myself like you know at the end of the day if my lyrics resonate with someone they're gonna overlook if my guitar playing isn't expert if my voice you know cracks at the end there so that's definitely something I'm working on is trying to just be braver and uh, like I said it's personal always does get me to be very to be braver because it's this very safe very supportive group that is saying you know this is the place to try things this is the place to open up this is the place to be vulnerable so that is something I've always appreciated about the shows and um, the company and to yeah to get a reaction also I've just like never had people outside of my family like hear my stuff so to to have strangers be like wow I heard it and it resonated was just like a very a cool feeling. You should be very proud of yourself. That's <laughs> awesome you. that someone also reached out to you and was like, dude, I'm connecting with you. Yeah. That it's felt really the good. best feeling when someone gets you artistically. It's so. Yeah. Yes. Storytelling, man. Storytelling. <laughs> and it's, it was interesting, too, because I actually I feel like in a weird way, I was able to tell a better story through music than I think I have in previous. It's personal shows like I, I feel like. I was really proud of my first one and I was also, I mean, I was proud of all of them, but like, I feel like I just get very lost in my own words sometimes. And I get very mm. like, oh, am I actually getting the story across? Which was with songwriting, you gotta, you gotta trim it down. You gotta fit it in. And for some reason right. it cuts right to the core of the story you're trying to tell. Trim the fat. Yes, exactly. Exactly. My, if we could have a song every show, uh, I'm all about that. You know what I mean? Like, 
I just, there's something about, like, how music connects people and that form of storytelling that, yeah, you're right, it does, it trims the fat and it gets to the point and it just makes it that much relatable. Almost on a wider scale because everyone can imagine, because songs are a little bit more abstract, so you kind of imagine your journey a little bit different than the person next to you, which in turn is like very beautiful. Uh, 100 no you nailed it exactly it's it's 100 percent that it's it's because I mean especially with the song that I did like I didn't go too much into specifics like they were specific to me but they came out kind of sounding a little I don't know like universal like it was it was saying things like you know you hurt me that's okay that's a bland like a, that's dumbing it down but basically I knew what I was saying when I said that but the woman sitting over there was thinking something else when I said that. And the guy over there was thinking something else when I said that. And it is kind of right. cool that everyone gets to bring their own story to the song. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. How do you feel about the song now versus when you did it in January? Oh, boy. So, well, to actually be perfectly honest, the only reason I think I could do it in January is I don't even know if I just said that month right. January <laughs> um, is because I had already reached the point of being like, this doesn't bother me anymore. I, I'm not right. sure that I would have been able to. Because um, I, oh gosh, I wrote it when I was 19, mm-hmm. you know? And so I'd had, I'd, I'd healed from that. And it, it, it's not a sore spot anymore. Um, Mm -hmm. so once that heals, it doesn't get any, like, it doesn't heal more, if that makes sense. Like, so between January and now I'm still like, eh, yeah, like that's a memory, but it's, you know, it's, and I, I'm glad that I wasn't like using something that hurt me to like, like if, okay, like, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but basically like if it was still hurting me, I think I would have felt icky using it, but because it was a very healed memory. I was like, Oh, I feel like now this is a story I can share because there's no hard feelings. Like, you know, if by some weird chance, the person I'm writing about hears it one, I don't even know if he would know it was him. <laughs> and two, like I could just laugh it off. Like I'm at the point where I could laugh it off and be like, Oh yeah, gosh, we were, we were some crazy kids when we were sophomores in college. I cried a lot, but we're good now. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, I love that. Well, I think to round it off <laughs> and end um, with the theme of crush, because that mm. was the show. Yeah. What currently crushes you right now? Because there's a lot that's crushing There's a lot now. going let's, on. Let's be honest. Oh my gosh. What is crushing me right now? Okay. Well, this is, this is going to make me sound like a grandma, but this is actually really bumming me out is right before this. I... I've been making a lot of scrapbooks during this time because I just really enjoy it and whatever. I'm an old woman. It's fine. But I'm finishing up this like scrapbook that I've been like meaning to work on for like two years now. So it feels so good. I'm finally like I'm sitting down. I'm cutting everything out. I'm gluing it all in place. I cannot get freaking Hobby Lobby to have my order go through so I can order some stickers and it's the uh, <laughs> it's the dumbest thing but it makes such an aesthetic difference 
You and gotta got you gotta have the stickers. You gotta have you know like the 3D and the multi not not multimedia, but I can't. I'm like losing it. I can't even think of. I don't have words anymore. I used up all my words in the beginning of the podcast. But yeah. that is what's crushing me is that I'm trying to do something creative and artistic and the internet is saying no. No. <laughs> oh, dear. And I'm well, crushed. I'll, I'll mail you some stickers. Please do. <laughs> well, thank you, Julia, thank for you. chatting about your song. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, of course. We'll see you again soon. See you soon. Bye. Bye. Hey Liz, can you believe that even with the pandemic and us pivoting our storytelling shows to an online format, we have had six It's Personal shows this year? I know, it's crazy. And we're gearing up for our seventh and final show this month. It's Personal Horrifying. That's right. It's Personal Horrifying is a storytelling show about all things horrifying. A perfect end to our 2020 season. Get your tickets to our live YouTube show on October 22nd, now at itspersonalonstage.com. And 25% of all ticket sales will be donated to Fair Fight, an organization helping with election reform. And after the show, we're having a Halloween-themed trivia night. You don't want to miss it. See you there.